May our thoughts, words, and actions be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have a confession to make. Sometimes I can be completely oblivious to what's going on. And I'm always shocked when this happens. I like to think of myself as sort of completely aware, always seeing to the heart of the matter, knowing what's going on in the periphery and in front of me, and seeing all of these moving pieces, and that I'm able to make sense of it. But, you know, it's a regular enough occurrence that I'm unsure why I'm shocked by it when I realize how oblivious I've been. I don't know, it might be something sort of like the absent-minded professor thing. Maybe it's just not paying attention. I don't know. Normally what happens is I think I become so focused on what I think the truth is or what I believe to be the best way forward is or how I'm perceiving the details of the situation that I miss what is really going on. Usually, the consequences are not that bad. You know, I forget to return a phone call or a text. I have missed my stop on the tee too many times to share with you because I was so absorbed in the book that I was reading or the music that I was listening to. And I've come to accept this part of me that sometimes I'm just oblivious. Now, of course, I don't think this is unique to me on some level. All of us probably experience something like this in our lives. That's why we have the aphorism, missing the forest for the trees. It's part of human nature to focus on what we understand or to limit what we're trying to process. Our brain can't take in all of the information that's around us, and so we miss the things that are going on. I think this sort of obliviousness and this, you know, focusing on something so minute is partially what's going on in today's gospel reading. We have this reading, it's after the feeding of the 5,000, and after that event, the disciples get in the boat and they go across um, the Sea of Galilee. They leave without Jesus, but then Jesus comes walking on the water in the middle of the storm and finds finds them there. And while this is going on, the people who ate the bread realize Jesus is no longer there. And so the next day they get in their boats, they cross, and they find Jesus. And when they discover him, they ask him when he got to the point. And he responds, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. In that moment, Jesus calls out their obliviousness. He makes it plain to all who are listening that they hadn't got the point. Now, it seems to imply from Jesus' words that maybe they were just hungry and wanted more free food, but I think there's more going there. Because the people sought Jesus out because of the miraculous transformation of five loaves and two fish into a feast adequate for the large crowd. Could have been that they were hungry, but I think what is really going on there is that they saw this miracle of Jesus and wanted to know more. 
They saw this deed of power, and it was exciting, and they wanted to be in that presence. Miracles in the Gospel of John, which this reading is from, is a little bit different than miracles in the other Gospels. In the other Gospels, miracles serve as a testament of power. They have meaning in and of themselves. But in John, these miracles, these deeds of power, aren't done for their own sake. That's why John calls them signs. We heard that in our reading today. A miracle is actually a sign pointing to Jesus. Sort of a neon sign pointing, saying, look at this person. He's important. The signs point to the divinity of Jesus. They tell us that Jesus is actually God in human flesh. So the crowd was awed by the miraculous transformation of physical substances, but they were oblivious to the fact that the real miracle, the important thing, what all of this was pointing to is that God in human flesh was among them right in front of him. So the crowd searches Jesus out because of the act of power, not because they saw who Jesus truly was. They miss the forest for the trees. And their obliviousness continues. Jesus tells them about the bread from heaven, which will give life to the world. And they beg him for this bread, thinking it's going to be something like the barley loaves they had on the other side of the lake. And they miss again that the bread is standing in front of them. I imagine there might have been some sort of exasperation in Jesus' voice as he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. It's not about acts of power or extraordinary feats. It's about God in love, taking on human flesh, breaking the bonds of sin and death, coming to liberate us. As part of this conversation with Jesus, they asked him, what must we do to perform the works of God? There is this focus on action. They want to know what to do. They see what Jesus has done. They see Jesus' miraculous action. They're considering their own potential action. They think it's about, like, doing things. But Jesus answers them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. It's very different than doing something. All of this is about belief. It's about seeing who Jesus truly is. It's about witnessing God's love for us and living into that divine presence, sharing that divine presence, not about the multiplication of bread and fish, not about walking on water, but God with us. This is what's really important. This is what Jesus draws our attention to. But I think this trap of obliviousness is still with us and present with us today. I think of my own vocation 
not just here at Trinity, but in the places that I've served before, I'm too easily mired in acts that I miss the point. You know, there's paperwork and emails and safe church training and meeting agendas, and all of these can suck up my attention way too quickly to the extent that the important things, fostering my relationship with God, caring for those around me, can easily get pushed to the side. I think of how often I just plow through and stop into, instead of stopping to pray, to listen, to be present. I also see this in what we think about what it means to be church. Too often we understand that being a Christian community, we think that performing the works of God means committees and meetings and strategizing and stewardship and email and campaigns and taking care of buildings. But Jesus said 2,000 years ago, and to us this morning, this is the work of God, that you believe in Him whom He has sent. Now, not by any means saying that those other things aren't important because they are, we wouldn't be able to worship. We wouldn't be able to gather in this space without stewardship, without committees, without those who care for our buildings. But just as the miracles didn't have ultimate meaning in and of themselves, these things are not our purpose. They are pointing us towards something else. They're supporting something else. Our purpose is to believe, to foster those things that build up our faith, to become more like Jesus, to journey deeper and deeper into God, into the divine ministry. Let us not confuse the miraculously multiplied bread that leaves us hungry with Jesus, the bread of life, the true bread from heaven. It's okay to be oblivious. It's going to happen. It's okay to miss the forest through the trees, for the trees, because that's a human thing. That's what we do. But we must hear Jesus' corrective words this morning, calling us to see what is at the heart of all things. What is of the utmost concern, the complete reason why we gather around this table? It's about God. It's about God made human to liberate us. It's about bread that not only satiates, but actually cures all of our hungers and longings. It's about belief. It's 